Thanks for joining us on Creating Dementia Solutions. Happy New Year. I'm Richard Pyatt. Our first couple of episodes this year in 2024 will focus on Miles for Memory, some stories maybe you haven't heard from the past, and some stories for the future, 2024, and Miles for Memories and Creating Dementia Solutions. How does Miles for Memories, an organization that started in Calhoun County, end up with a National Philanthropy Day Award in 2023? I got to thinking about that, and I also got to thinking about the idea that I've known Sherry Sherbin, the founder of Miles for Memories, for some time, but I don't think I've ever heard the full story of how Miles for Memories started. So, Sherry, that's our mission today. Welcome back. Well, thank you for having me. Um, you know, it's it's always a pleasure when I get an opportunity to share more about what Miles for Memories does and where we began and hopefully where we'll go in Mm -hmm. the future. And so it's never a story I tire of telling. Let's Good. just be frank about that. <laughs> you know, Miles for Memories really began out of really the intention of a group of people who found that there were needs for folks in our community today that were diagnosed with Alzheimer's or other types of dementia that needed support. It was important to search for a cure, and it still is important to search for a cure, but I can't do that locally. Right. But what I can do locally is to identify a person here that needs support, whether it's the individual that's living with dementia or their caregiver and really being able to double down on who that caregiver happens to be and how we help them through this same journey. Because it's as much as, if not more, sometimes a struggle for them. Well, it makes sense that uh, there is a lot of focus on some of the research and the cure focus and, and mm-hmm. medication and things sure. of that nature. And we certainly have talked about some of those things, but right. you recognized a need for support short of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, we um, so our group got together. Uh, we figured out collectively within our group what we felt were the most pressing needs for the community. And one of those needs that really jumped to the top of everybody's list was what happens with our wanderer? What do we do? How do we support that family? How do we create greater peace of mind? And so we were able then to get to the 911 commission to get together with the chiefs throughout the county to talk about what they need to make it easier to identify someone, to bring someone home, to be able to find resources for them and access those resources. And then, you know, taking it a step further, what if we could provide that individual with just something else that would make it easier to be identified and Mm -hmm. be able to come back home? And that process took a good six months to just meet with everybody, figure out what was needed, what was necessary, what could the county dispatch do for us, and how did it fit into the programming of what was used as we go forward, and uh, and then take our next steps. And, you know, we spent not only those first six months trying to figure out how to get started with what we called the Help Home Program, which is a database that is run through the county dispatch. That database is immediately accessible to any law enforcement personnel, right, on scene. So it didn't matter whether you were with the sheriff's office or the city or whether it was with the state even, they could all access that information directly and just make it easier for folks to move forward. Uh, Being able to access it directly is a little bit different than, you know, the police officer calling dispatch to get the information that they felt was pertinent to share versus being able to bring it up, look at it and go, oh, you're in the back room in the house and this is how we get to you. So that was the beginning. 
And then we wanted to start developing a variety of different devices that would help make identifying someone easier. So when you go back to the very beginning of Milestone Memories and the, the notion of supportive programming, technology was a consideration even then. Yeah, right from the get-go. Yeah. And uh, we brought in some very important, I think, partners in the program. Get My Idea was one of the partners that was willing to work with us and develop something moving forward. And then we worked finally with Verizon to develop our GPS watch. And initially, each one of those organizations were like, you know, we tried this and nobody was interested. And I said, well, we're going to go at it from a little bit different perspective. Hmm. And uh, if you're willing to make some changes with us along the way, I think we can create a product that will be beneficial. And they were willing to jump on board. And it has been. Mm -hmm. And we were just discussing before we began recording that You've had interest from a number of different states now. Yes. Organizations like Miles for Memories elsewhere that have said, we need that technology. You know, and part of it is, well, it wasn't the intention, but the Michigan Health Endowment Fund offered some additional dollars to move our technology along a little bit faster in Calhoun County, which it was able to do because it would have taken us much longer to get where we're at without sure. those additional dollars. And then they got to see the results of the work. And went, wow, that's really pretty cool. And if we could help you, would you make that technology available across the state? Our group thought it was a great idea. If you can use something that makes it easier to identify and bring somebody home, why wouldn't you share that? Sure. Right? And so we all as a group decided that we wanted to do that and went through a couple of years. It just so happens it happened right at the beginning of COVID. So we had to work around some things a little differently. But that's okay because I think we ended up with a better product as a result of it. And then, you know, the expansion beyond the state of Michigan happened somewhat, I would say, naturally from the standpoint of, you know, we had individuals that worked in our community that now moved to Indiana and said, can we bring this technology to our place? Advocates then, elsewhere. I know, right? And then we had someone who moved to Arizona. So we did one of our pilot programs for the snowbirds that go to Arizona. And then we did another pilot program for the snowbirds that go to Florida. And so they just sort of grew from there because the products worked no matter what state you were living in. Yeah. So that was one of the products as we got ready to move forward. And we created a list of different priorities for Miles from Memories and what we were going to do with that money. Um, we raised it locally. We housed it at the Community Foundation, which is local. And our intent was to make it available through programs back to the community. Peace of mind was great. And we were off and running in the world of peace of mind. And then we looked at a variety of different lifestyle programs. What else might make it easier for the loved one at home? Right. So one of those things that came up through the research that we do support here locally, which is for early stages and prevention, we found out that small motor movement was just as valuable as large motor movement, but in a different way. Right. So I won't go into the specifics of all that because we'll be here for eight hours. <laughs> but but the reality is we found value in our painting program. Um, Melodious Memories is another one, which is a music program. And the value of music to the person who's living with dementia is just enormous, but it's also really valuable to the caregiver because the caregiver has those moments of respite, if you will, right? Mm -hmm. Some moments of being able to just relax for a minute, which is really amazing. The Vineyards of Memories program I already mentioned in terms of the painting project and that connection that's made during that activity in the brain, it's not long-lasting, but that short-term moment is amazing for a family member. So you're to be congratulated for all of that. All of those things are things which have resulted in tremendous results. Yeah. 
I don't want to ask you to get too personal, but I wonder if you would go back to what motivated you personally to want to do this. And were there other folks around you, perhaps your initial group of volunteers that said, yeah, I want to help you with that. Talk about that if you would. Yeah, I would say the initial group of volunteers, most of them are all still here. One moved to Arizona, <laughs> as you may have already figured out. But their lives were all impacted by some form of dementia in some way, whether it was directly at work or whether it was um, with a family member. They all had the experience of, one, that sense of bewilderment and what do I do? I'm kind of lost in my next steps. I know they're going through struggles. So education became an important part of that process, a lot of education. But in my particular case, you know, I take it all the way back to my grandmother and then my great-grandmother and being in that situation and not knowing I was in that situation. Right. Um, we've kind of talked about that before and learning from that. But watching my mother try to determine what she needed to do for her mother was sort of heartbreaking. Without a Miles for Memories resource available. Mm -hmm. yeah. And, you know, a lot of it was stumbling forward, doing the best that you could and the best that you knew in the moment that you knew it. And if we could provide supports along the way that would make it just that much easier for that particular person, just an easier road to follow. Yeah. Yeah. So someone's watching this. Maybe they're at the early point in a situation in which a loved one is facing an Alzheimer's diagnosis. Mm -hmm. This resource now exists, but maybe they're a little reticent mm -hmm. to come forward. I'm sure you you meet people who say, I don't need help. I'm going to take care of mm -hmm. my my person. What would you say to them now? Well, it's, it's a matter of a soft conversation. Um, one of the great resources we have now are the videos that we put together. We intentionally put them together for youth, but they have been so powerful for adults. And I might invite them to watch one of the first videos to learn about how maybe grandchildren are starting to look at this differently. I would strongly encourage them to really go through a diagnosis process because it might not be what you think it is, right? Let's rule everything else out first. It might have really just been a reaction between two medications that they've been taking now for six months. And you thought that dementia was really being the next step for them. So we got to rule stuff out first, right? And but people are a little scared to do that. Yep. The booklet that we have here is really quite excellent in terms of just a really brief understanding about dementia. And it does go through that screening process, screening whether you're a caregiver, screening for things. You can do, you can do an online test. You can print one out and just answer questions and go, huh, all right, this gives me at least some information to take the next step. Yeah. So educated, informed might be a good way to say that. It gives you a bit of empowerment to take the next step. But we talk to people every single week. They go, I, I see this, I see this, I see this, I see this. And I said, but what don't you think you're seeing? Mm -hmm. What do you think I'm going to be able to tell you that you haven't already figured out on your own? Yeah. Uh, and a lot of times they just need permission to take the next step. And by that, you simply mean uh, a notion from someone with knowledge that it's okay. Right. Right. move forward and investigate. Yep. And I am not a clinician, so I would refer them yeah. to that. And it, it's important to take that step or to take one of these at least immediate quizzes for you to go, yeah, I need to at least evaluate or start rolling things out. All right. Well, there's some history about Miles for Memories. And in our coming episode, we'll talk a little bit about what the future looks like for Miles for Memories in 2024. Sherry Sherman will be back with us for that as well. 
And that's in our next episode. So be watching and listening for that. Milesformemories.org, lots of information. In fact, the booklet to which Sherry referred is available in electronic form for download or just read right there on the website, milesformemories.org. So check that out. You don't have to go looking for that uh, elsewhere. It's right there at your fingertips by way of computer and the Internet. So check that out. And the technology to which she referred is detailed on the website as well. And you might think about picking a couple of those up, perhaps helping a loved one and feeling more secure about helping to get back home if needed. I'm Richard Pyatt. Creating Dementia Solutions is our program. Thanks for being with us. 